0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This, the Supernatural Rewatch Podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Valerie. Welcome back. So before we get into this episode, I want to do a small... I don't know what to call it—callback or whatever. It was something I had noticed when I was editing our second episode, the Wendigo one. And I just want to make clear: (laughs) it came off—I kind of came off as if I were like really hating on the girl, the the guest star girl in that episode. Yes, I felt that way. But I just want to make it clear: I wasn't hating on the girl. I was hating on the writers making her into not a very well-rounded character. Okay.
1: Okay, that, it's funny you say that. I didn't feel that coming from you.
0: Well, yeah, well, you know me, you know. So. <laughs> yes. So yeah. for anyone who maybe doesn't, I was not trying to be like a quote unquote girl hater because I don't like girl hate.
1: Sammy is not a girl hater at all. No,
0: I used to be, but I've since moved away from that, thankfully. Because sadly, it's something that I think we as women are like conditioned with.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's competition. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And I hate with it. With other
0: women. Yeah. Yes. yes, and it's something I'm constantly trying to check myself out of, or even trying to help check others out of. So just to make that clear, I was not girl hating on the girl. <laughs> I was writer hating, <laughs> <laughs> even though they're women. Uh,
1: no. 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 Not that one. That one was to. Oh no! That you. You are correct. Yeah, that was men. I beg your pardon. I or at least ahead. one
0: guy. I'm not sure if Terry Hughes Burton is a girl or a guy. Or okay, gendered or non-binary. I don't know. I don't know what they consider themselves as.
1: My mistake. You okay. are correct with your apology. I was wrong with <laughs> trying to correct. Okay.
0: <laughs> moving on. I'm moving on. Uh, all right. So I don't really have, I mean, since the last time we recorded, it's been when New Year's. New Year's passed since the last time. Yeah. In yeah, ha- between. So happy yeah, no longer 2020. Yeah, yes. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye 2020. <laughs> yes. Get out. Not that, you know, it's any better (laughs) this year. There's glimmers. There's glimmers of better. Yeah, glimmers of better and some massive, massive instances of not better, you know. Yes, yes. That have since happened. But Moving on to the podcast. Moving on to the podcast (laughs) and the episode and why we're doing this. Let's go right into dissecting episode four, Phantom Traveler.
1: Can I just do a spoiler alert from the very beginning? Yes. The name of this episode should have been... Oh, God, I just forgot the name of the show. <laughs> I was so ready to be, like, snotty. Um, the name of this episode should have been Final Destination.
0: Oh. You are so right. You, you know, are it, so right. Sorry, it took me so long to get there. Um, <laughs> But
1: definitely, this should have just been called Final Destination.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of noticing with the the titles in at least this first season, they're not as cheeky as they end up being later on. You know, they do like puns and plays on words and things like that. There's kind of none of that in the first season.
1: Yeah, I think they're taking their uh, their monsters very seriously. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Okay, so this episode was written by Richard Hatem Hatem. I apologize, don't know how to <laughs> pronounce the last name. Directed by Robert Sanger. Bobby. Bobby. Description and this is according to the DVD box because I no longer trust the Netflix one. <laughs> because it's wrong. Yes. It's wrong again. Yeah. Oh my God. So the DVD one is a plane reservation is a ticket to terror when a phantom traveler forces a jet into a crash landing. Knowing the phantom is on another flight, Sam and Dean board to attempt an in-air exorcism.
1: Wow, that's actually right. <laughs> you think <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> i would I would hope so on the DVD box set that it would be
1: yeah the 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 one on um, Netflix is wrong. Jesus, I won't. I won't even read it. It's
0: okay, wrong. good. Then Netflix, you're dead to us. That's right. Although it's good, except for, a laugh. for when we need. Yeah,
1: it's good to validate our superiority. Yes,
0: <laughs> our feelings of superiority <laughs> over Netflix. Yes. Uh, I oh. this so, this one also did come with a commentary, um, and it oh. was by Jared and Jensen. <gasps> the, oh, that must have been yeah, great, Sam and Dean. It was eighty six percent them busting each other's balls <laughs> the whole time. As well, it should be. Yeah.
1: As well, it should be. So I have to say, I love the way this episode starts with like a sweaty traveler. Yeah. Somebody who is clearly in an airport and not happy to be there. Mm -hmm. Sweating profusely, not looking good, pale. It's like off to a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Sweaty traveler goes to the bathroom to splash water on his face and kind of give himself a pep talk. And uh, another guy coming out of uh, a stall gives him that stupid pep talk of, oh, don't worry about flying. You know, what are the odds of a plane crashing 20,000 to one? Which is the dumbest thing ever to say because Mm -hmm. no one wants to talk about plane crashes. But here's the thing I didn't like about this guy.
0: He didn't wash his hands. No, I was just going to say that. (laughs) He just gets a paper towel and wipes his hands off. Absolutely. Toilet flush comes out, wipes his hand on
1: a paper towel gives crappy you know snotty advice
0: and walks away and i was just like he
1: didn't wash his
0: hands yeah he's just the worst kind of person yes <laughs> all the way around <laughs> unsolicited advice yes gross hands gross don't, don't want to be this guy first time
1: we see demon smoke
0: yes which is totally different than what it it's evips. very beady yes it's like it,
1: almost like liquid liquid water i almost said it's It's not as wispy and smoky it's a little bit more, you know yeah emulated
0: yeah i thought it kind of looked like bugs a little bit like a swarm of bugs and there was like infesting you you know when it you know started getting into his eyeballs it also went in through his eyes instead of his mouth yes which spoiler alert that's that's eventually, how they do it. Eventually, in the that's yeah, that just becomes the <laughs> demon thing. Is mm-hmm. uh, just a note on the opening scene from the commentary, the boys' commentary, <laughs> and it was like the the opening line essentially, which I knew I was like, oh boy, this is just going to be nothing but jokes. Oh, I love it. So it opens up, you know, with the like at the poster behind the sweaty guy, and it's like yeah, a tropical island, you know, palm trees and the ocean, and and one of them is like, oh, remember when they flew us to Hawaii? Yeah, that was a good time. the other half how the other like oh my god they're jokes they did it i mean i think that was the joke it's like oh we didn't actually go we never actually got to go
1: you know what's funny is i remember there was a time in the 80s i'm hoping it was only the 80s um where those types of murals were the popular thing to have as like wallpaper Hmm. so there was an apartment uh in my building, where they had one of those like Hawaiian landscapes uh, posters, mm-hmm. that was the entire front of their house. Like that was the entire front of their apartment was this picture. Wow! Like like wallpapered up, <laughs> but it was cool back
0: then. I believe you. I okay, believe you. that was the '80s. Yeah. Oh, and they also mentioned, and this was something that I didn't really think about, but they were talking about the sweaty guy, and they're like, "Oh, look, another fabulous guest actor that we never got to meet." I was like oh yeah I guess like a lot of these opening scenes the teasers as they were calling them Mm -hmm. no they're never actually there it's always somebody else yeah and there's like guest like guest stars every single episode especially in this first season you know it's just those two are the only stable characters it's because they usually all die before yeah exactly (laughs) yeah I know and it's like I never thought about that like if there's a lot of actors on this show that they never, never actually
1: get to act do with. scenes yeah. yeah never get any face time with the with the stars mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you know the red shirt characters on star trek you know anybody who's in the opening sequence is going to die yeah yeah you know or be horribly traumatized yeah. by yeah. the actions
0: yeah a well, law and order does it too and and csi i mean there's a lot of shows that do it like that right it's never thought about the fact that they don't really get integrated with the main cast (laughs) right right that
1: is a bummer you've been cast on supernatural this is great (laughs) oh (laughs) you die in the first 30 seconds Uh, yep so the guy we we've said that you know the the black demon smoke has entered this nervous flyer Mm -hmm. and uh suddenly he's not so nervous anymore obviously because he now has black demon in him Mm -hmm. he boards the plane and there's a stewardess who you know they used to take your ticket and tell you where to sit (laughs) i don't know if they do it anymore and usually they're just like, just get on the plane yeah i know your your bag is your bag is too big you should have checked that you know there's it's less welcoming more perfunctory but she's checking you know your ticket letting you know where your seat is and she notices that this guy has black demon eyes but Mm. she reacts to it but she doesn't react more than oh next person in line
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. well i i took that as maybe she thought that she saw something yeah didn't see it she's like well that must have been my mind playing tricks on me
1: the next thing that happens is the plane's in the air and uh nervous flyer guy uh asks the woman next to him sitting in the seat who who she also looks quite nervous by the way nervous or constipated i couldn't quite (laughs) tell what she was experiencing sitting in that seat he turns to her and he says, you know, how long have we been in the air? And she says, oh, about 40 minutes. And uh, his response is, wow, time really does fly. Maybe yuck, I should get up yuck, and stretch yuck, my yuck, legs. Yuck, yuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy gets up to stretch his legs and walks to the back of the plane and then goes directly to the emergency exit mm-hmm. door. And mm-hmm. I have to say that as a frequent traveler, it always bothers me when people go and stand by the emergency exit. <laughs> always bothers me. Now, granted, it is there is a sequence of things you have to do in order to open said door. Yes, um, it's not it's not just a matter of like jiggle the handle, <laughs> right, know, and then open the door. But he does. <laughs> the nervous traveler with the demon eyes opens the emergency exit door and blows the back of the plane off, uh, forcing it to crash. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna also spoiler alert. I going back over my notes. I this may be me tearing apart an episode a little too much, like nitpicking a few too many things. So I apologize in advance if it feels like I'm just being um, snotty here. I'm not, (laughs) I'm just pointing some things out that as I'm watching an episode, because of the way it was made, it takes me out of the storytelling. Mm. So that's, that's the only reason I point these things out. It's not because I think I'm smart and I'm the only one who's seeing these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just moments of me going, Oh, and it, you know, takes me out of the storytelling for sure and that door moment was actually one of them but because they address it later in the episode mm-hmm. you know that it must have taken superhuman strength to open the uh the emergency exit door it's like well okay
0: yeah so then the next shot after the crash landing <laughs> is uh <laughs> dean dean and booty shorts which i know i was not upset about personally <laughs> mm, no
1: in fact, it's the first time we see him wake up and not be like angry. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. And um, his and his hair is a disaster. Yes. Dean was funny in this episode. This was I have to I, say I, the first episode I've seen a lot of humor get integrated
1: yeah, into, yeah. Mostly
0: Dean, but
1: yeah, Sam kind of took the lead in the serious, being the serious person. Yeah. He's still bothered by not being able to sleep because of Jess's death, uh-huh. and uh, you know, why can't we find her? We you know his. So Sam is the one who's having the the internal crisis. Yeah. You know, he's he's kind of in fight mode as opposed to let's see what happens next mode, which is what mm-hmm. Dean is in. Yeah. With the exception of this huge blade under Dean's pillow. Dean's acting very casual in his, you know, this is what our life is. No, no, this life doesn't really affect me all that much. And Sam like pulls out <laughs> a giant knife from underneath Dean's pillow. And he's like, you're, you're not affected by, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> by <yeah>. our lifestyle. It's <laughs> like, well, you know, it was kind of a, um, a crocodile Dundee moment. You know, that's not a knife, you know, no, yeah. <laughs> that's a knife. You know, it was a little bit of that moment. That's like, yeah. God, that knife was so big.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Going back to the commentary for a second, I was totally expecting them to just riff on each other about those shorts. Not uh. one mention, not one mention between the two boys about of Jensen. camera panning yeah. up his ass. Yes. And
1: <laughs> hmm. well, again, I am not, I am um, not disappointed in their choice of of opening scenes for that. So. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. I'm glad it wasn't me who said it. <laughs> so they um they get a a phone call like in the middle of their just morning talks. Mm-hmm. They get a phone call from um, Catanning,
0: Pennsylvania. Is it? Did
1: I say it right?
0: I don't know. I but I didn't catch where they were going. They are going to Catanning, Pennsylvania.
1: That's where the guy called from the oh, the friend okay. of the the friend of um Where was that
0: was that on their phone or something was it the color ID it, yes oh. yes because
1: Dean like looks at his phone and he goes Katanning
0: oh you know okay I missed and that. then
1: and then he kind of pieces together who um
0: yeah it was a pre a pre is. a previous client which mm-hmm. I shall say mm-hmm. which I like I like when they do that when they have like someone who's K hey, uh you know you helping Go me surreal. out with the the weird thing before. <laughs> I don't need the talk, you know, that goes surreal. Right, exactly. real. <laughs>
1: exactly. I love that. That's also exposition that we don't need, you know, because yeah, right. we know what Sam and Dean do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I, I do love that. It's, it's kind of like they're in on the joke and I don't mean the joke as in haha, but it's like uh-huh. they're in on it. Uh-huh. And I love that. It's like more people are included in, in our little world. Yeah. So they decide to, uh, this guy who calls from uh, Pennsylvania says a friend of mine was on a plane, piloting a plane that crashed... But I think you guys should come down here. There's something weird about this plane crash. And so they decide to go. But because it has to do with planes and the FAA and aviation, they decide to go uh, get new IDs, right? So Dean decides this is ID number four. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Um, And it's Homeland Security. They decide to be Homeland Security. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I didn't catch if they said names. I don't Um, think they
0: did. I didn't catch those either. Okay. Um, but I have to say,
1: you know, Dean coming out of the, the, like, the photocopy store where he's been making these fake IDs, ogles a girl. Yep. As he's coming out of the store, he gives her ass a check. Uh-huh. I was like, God, they had to throw that in there. He's
0: still a dog. And in the commentary, Jared said, oh, there's Jensen making a move. <gasps> and Jensen was like, yep, always checking out the girls, man. So oh. they... <laughs> they do they, it they knew it too
1: oh my gosh that's too funny because i was like did he just he did he did and he even made he even did like a, like did the silent face like whoa yes you know godine's still
0: horned dog. yep even though that's like i think the like the oh the the flight attendant later but for the m- most part of this episode there's like no female characters <laughs> you know it's all... uh, well
1: <laughs> right it's, and then we only see her for a nanosecond as she opens the door and goes yes. to the photocopy shop. Yeah, yeah. So they make it to um, Pennsylvania and they talk face to face with the friend. Uh, what was his name? Um, Jerry Panowski. Yeah, that's I think the actor's so. name.
0: Is that the actor's no, name? No, that's the that's the um,
1: that's the character's name. Yes, Panowski. Yes. Okay. Um, I thought this guy looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been, I, I, he, I recognize him from being on a couple of shows I used to watch. Like I saw him on Psych. Um, he was on NCIS. He was on Star Star Trek, Next Generation. Uh-huh. And I think I'm going to, I could be lying, but I think I saw him also on Stargate later on and it may have mm-hmm. been somebody else, but I was like, oh, I know this guy. And then when I looked up his uh, IMDb, he's been in every show since the beginning of time. I mean, he's a character actor. He's got a, an extensive resume. He does.
0: Think... Yeah, I'm looking at it right now because I the same for me. I was just like, I know this guy from somewhere. I totally mm-hmm. do. And I'm looking at it right now. And even though I'm not really recognizing any of the titles, at least that I have seen, mm-hmm. he's been in so many things.
1: <laughs> uh, he was on The L Word. I saw that. But <gasps> oh, since, really? Yeah, but since I never watched The Elwood, I, L Word, I didn't want to like, oh, I've seen him on The L Word.
0: Oh, he was an episode of CSI, which I love.
1: That makes you want to like go back and check, like watch their episodes. I know. (laughs) You know, and uh, he apparently, so he's a past poltergeist survivor. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and now he's some sort of aviation technician. I didn't really catch what he does. Yeah, I didn't either. um, But he was somehow able to get his hands on the uh, cockpit recording of the Mm -hmm. plane that crashed that his friend was piloting. Mm Mm-hmm and uh and so he plays it plays the recording for sam and dean and lo and behold evp evp and it is outrageously creepy it is as always mm-hmm. and what w- uh what does it say uh, no, no, no survivors No survivors and it's not just like no survivors it's like nah, survivors! <laughs> how was that again no i'm not gonna do it again because okay. it hurt my throat um which I thought was funny because I was like, but there are survivors. And then, you know, seen and oh, Valerie, then Dean and Sam were like, but there are survivors. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, again, okay, EVP, I hate it. I hate It's so, never mind. It's creepy. Yeah, you it's don't creepy. like it. You don't like it. <laughs> so, this is when they decide that they need to get closer to um not only the wreckage but to the people the survivors yeah. of the plane crash seeing how as this evil spirit was saying there are no survivors or yeah. there will be no survivors they're like uh-oh we need to talk to yeah so
0: they get into investigative mode and uh go talk to the guy who actually watched the sweaty man open Blow the door in the back of the- <laughs> yeah. who has checked himself into a psych ward
1: right can't blame him. Can't no, blame not him at that. all.
0: Not at all. And uh, Sam and Dean kind of do their good cop, bad cop routine. Because, again, I made a note of Sam's bedside manner is still just so good. It's very comforting. Whereas it Dean's, is. like, super abrupt. It is. And they and um, one of the boys mentioned it on the commentary, too. They both said, like, oh, here's our good cop, bad cop moment. So that was a little moment for me that I had wrote it down, you know, and then later on I was like, Oh, we're on the same page.
1: (laughs) Did you notice um, one of the things that Dean, I think it was Dean asked um, about, you know, when they were asking about what did you see or did you see anything out of the ordinary? And uh, so when the, the young guy was describing what he did see, um, you know, this man who walked to the back of the plane and opened, uh, the mm-hmm. door his eyes were weird mm-hmm. and dean says well did he move like in a weird manner like like smooth and he mentioned something about like on your tv and i was like oh you should have said glitched did yes. he glitch <laughs> because that's what he was asking yeah yeah is if he was moving like a specter like yeah a, you know, like a ghost uh-huh i was like that then sam and dean should have used the word glitch did he glitch mm-hmm. Yep. And he didn't because he's a demon and not a
0: ghost. <laughs> right.
1: But I totally wrote, should have asked him if he glitched. And then, no, you can't open a door of a plane in flight. And so with that information, Sam and Dean decide to impersonate <laughs> or to infiltrate, I should say, mm-hmm. the, uh, the hangar where the plane is being reconstructed or, or put the puzzle pieces are being put together so they can investigate how the yes plane crashed.
0: yes right before that they talked to i mean this is just such a brief scene but they talked to the the man oh, who the was possessed wife. his wife oh his wife right very briefly you know just to say because <laughs> they're still trying to figure out what why this guy was possessed mm-hmm. by well they don't know it's a demon yet right so they're still trying to figure out what the hell the monster right. is you know right right right
1: so they're right, asking so. their usual
0: questions. This is like, did he piss anybody off? Is there anything weird about him? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And she's like, How oh, he's got acid married? reflux. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I do think it's funny that they were married for 13 years.
0: Yeah. Numbers. There's some numbers, numbers in this in this episode. Yeah. I also, I just wanted to make a note about the the color palette of this episode i don't know if you noticed but i feel like in dead in the water you know it was really dark and grungy gray. lighting and mm-hmm. kind of uh muddy if you will or mucky you know kind of colors of a deep dark lake water, water and, right yeah right. gross water this one felt to me very gray uh almost it looked like distressed almost or dusty i can't sure i don't know if i'm doing the right using the right well, sure, descriptive it wasn't words like,
1: but. it wasn't like rainy gray it was like it wasn't like oh look it's raining
0: it yeah. was just
1: uh yeah there was desaturated
0: a it. it was desaturated yeah. the color and i noticed it after they t- like when they're standing in his wife's yard and i was noticing all the greenery and stuff around them this is like oh this this isn't green it's like gray almost <laughs> it's definitely oh. like a desaturated
1: color I didn't – I mean, now that you say it, I can totally see it, but I didn't mm-hmm. notice it while I was watching right. it, which is which is good because I was just right taking it all in.
0: Yes, yes. But I liked it. It kind of matched the theme of the episode for me, which I assume is what they were going for. But mm-hmm. mechanical things like the plane and, and things oh. like that, it just – it evoked that for me. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: Yay, production team. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh. So moving on, yes, now they – need to go inspect the actual wreckage and they buy their first suits
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wrote down first suits and i love how they're like so yeah they they buy these suits and uh dean says he feels like one of the blues brothers and sam's like you don't look like one of the blues brothers (laughs) you look like some seven seventh grader going on his first dance date (laughs)
0: and i remember this scene from first watching it it was just like oh yeah this is the scene where they buy the suits and then make fun of each other i don't know why it stuck out to me as like a moment that i remember
1: That's I mean. and but they both of them do look incredibly uncomfortable in me these clothes they do and uh so they make it to the um they make their way past the guards at, you know at, at this hangar and uh and they're inspecting they're just looking around at the plane wreckage and the dean has a homemade EMF detector. EMF. hmm EMF. And what I love is Sam's like, that looks like an old Walkman. And I was like, yes, he said the word Walkman. And it is an old Walkman AMFM cassette as I was thrilled. And I love how happy <laughs> Dean was about it being a Walkman.
0: Yeah. it's like, um, I made it. I made he it. Was, he was so proud of his Walkman EMF. Yes.
1: The only thing that was missing out of that particular look um was he had in earbuds. Uh, Dean put oh. in earbuds so he mm-hmm. could listen to the EMF um ranges mm-hmm. instead of like headphones. Yeah. You know, which like if if he had put on headphones with the little orange fuzzies, uh-huh. you know, the that would have been the perfect um <laughs> walkman shout out.
0: Oh, yeah. But I was like, Yes. <laughs>
1: Very funny. And so again
0: funny. H- and again humor from Dean, like those that goofy little face that he did. Yeah. Yeah, was really... He's really so proud of himself. I know. <laughs> he's so proud of himself. And then Sam shits on him for it. And he's like, you right. can tell he's so hurt. Because yeah, right. no, no. <laughs> it goes to the, you know,
1: Jerk. Sam is smarter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sam Sam is book smarter, you know. And Dean, who's always like the cool, tough guy, when he finally's like, look what I did. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, you suck at that, though. Because look <laughs> what you made it out of. You made a time machine out of a DeLorean. What were you thinking? Right. So they, um, they also this apparently when they they come across the so Dean's like sniffing around with his EMF detector mm-hmm. and it leads him to the uh, the door of the plane that 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 got blown off the back uh-huh. of the plane and there's a substance on it and they scrape 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 the substance off of it and they don't know what it is um, two things again this is me being nitpicky when the demon opened the co- uh, opened the door and it blew off the back of the plane it blew off the back of the plane and miles I'm yeah. sure because then the plane stayed in the air for I don't know how many minutes and how many right. hundreds of miles before it actually crashed uh-huh. I was like there's no way that this door made it back to the uh the hangar as part of the investigation but maybe it did it could
0: have it could have it was just for I'm me, sure like, it's like somebody was just uh there's a airplane door oh, in my backyard
1: you did you did
0: you lose this yes yeah can you come get this
1: (laughs) okay all right so I'll let that go but that 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 was one of those okay yeah yeah. so the door handle is like covered in this like chalky whitish. to Mm -hmm. me it looked like white substance and they don't quite know what it is which having seen the entire rest of the show I'm like it's sulfur how do they not know it's sulfur oh this is their first (laughs) time discovering that demons leave behind Mm -hmm. sulfur which we discovered sulfur because um, the airplane technician, poltergeist victim guy, happens to have a microscope
0: and- <laughs> in his office. <laughs> he's, all right. he's like, well, <laughs> it's sulfur. It's sulfur. What does this Come guy take do? A look? <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh my god! I um, I want to uh, pause real quick because there's a funny story that Jared told in the commentary that you will appreciate as a oh. pr- as a production person. So this was regarding him scraping off the sulfur from the door. So he was telling kind of, so in production, there's usually, when it comes to sharps like this or weapons, there's usually two. There's one sharp one that we're not really allowed to touch or use. (laughs) um, And a non-sharp one, which is usually what you see us like running around with and stuff like that. But he had to use the sharp one to scrape off the substance off the door. And he completely sliced his thumb, like majorly (laughs) sliced his thumb.
1: Oh my gosh! And that's when I'm sure everybody's like, "This is why we don't give you the real weapons."
0: Yes, and I think that then he was just like, "And this is why I'm not allowed to touch sharp things anymore." Oh
1: my (laughs) gosh! That the one thing that I'm always saying in rehearsal is, (laughs) "Don't touch the props," you know. Yes. there you know people even if it comes to weapons that we use a lot of them are just toys they look like yeah. replicas and yeah. stuff and i'll tell people not to touch them or not not use them and they're like why but they're toys or why they're just replicas and sure enough somebody will hurt themselves yep. with them and i'm like this is why
0: yes and sometimes they're not even just toys i remember being in a production member when they were real knives but just taped, taped. up the blade <laughs> So it wouldn't be quote unquote sharp anymore. Yes, that is a that
1: is a rehearsal uh trick is to packing tape the edge of of blades. And if you don't have packing tape, a lot of people just grab scotch tape, which is not quite as effective in dulling a blade Uh blade, as you would think. Um, yeah. One uh, uh side note, I remember telling uh performers they're not allowed to come on stage uh in a theater without um closed toed shoes you know, mm-hmm. as part of like walking around and learning the set, you're not allowed on stage without shoes that completely cover your toes. And uh, this girl walked up to me and she said, I have a question. I said, stop, you don't have on closed toed shoes. You need to go put on closed toed shoes. She's like, yeah, but I just, and she took one more step and she kicked a corner of a piece of metal scenery and split open her toe. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> it's like i'll go get the first aid kit i'll get the accident reports i'll get the mop i'm like this is why i yes. said no so and that, that became the story of legends whenever a new cast came into that space like uh-huh. remember the time that valerie said yep yeah. yes, that's very funny though that he i mean it's not funny that he hurt himself right but it's like aha uh-huh. yep uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: but back to the back to the sulfur discovery yes Yes, I, I found it odd. It's like how does this guy what does this guy do? How does he automatically know if it's sulfur? And then he asks the boys, you know, just like, well see for yourself. And then they look at it and they're like, Oh yeah, it's sulfur. How the yeah. hell do they know that?
1: By looking at the, the molecular
0: breakdown of
1: yeah. <laughs> I could tell you if it was an onion skin, because I remember we studied that in biology. Right. What does an onion skin look like under the yeah, your... I have no
0: idea what sulfur it's supposed to look like. like. I did I'm... look it up because I was curious. <laughs> you looked I did. What does sulfur
1: look like under
0: a microscope? Well, I don't know. They just said that it's a pale yellow, um, odorless solid. Odorless? Yes. Um, the only time that it has that distinctive rotten egg smell is when it's in a gas compound form called um, hydrogen oh. sulfide, I think, was oh. the name of it. It was a, it's a fascinating element, I have to say. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so cool. I mean, granted, <laughs> in this episode, they don't talk. I mean, spoiler alert, they don't talk about the the odor, like the rotten egg smell, because right. later on, that's how they identify the sulfur is they sniff it and they say, oh, it's sulfur. It's sulfur, yeah. Which is now it's I've learned most people wrong know sulfur.
1: You know, because you you know, you light a match and that's the sulfur smell and. Uh, People just generally think sulfur smells.
0: Yes, yeah. So I understand why for TV they did it that way, but I never, I didn't know that it was incorrect until now when I just looked it up.
1: Thank you, Supernatural.
0: Yes, and I also was curious because they didn't quite explain why the sulfur would be there. You know, they just automatically connected sulfur with de- demons. demons, and they didn't really explain why. And I didn't know if it was supposed to be. Uh, a widely known thing i've never come across like the correlation Demon between lore. demons and sulfur yeah
1: i i think it it's the connection to hell hades it is fire it's, brimstone yes
0: because it's they in ancient times they used to refer to sulfur as brimstone and so then it's
1: in yeah, in so the, you're coming from hell you stink of hell yeah and a biblical and reference with you
0: the fires of hell are made from sulfur so that was yeah. something new i learned
1: Thank you, Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I made a note. I said sulfur becomes old hat. <laughs> it becomes yes. it be- just becomes a running a running theme. Mm-hmm. So the idea of sulfur equals demon becomes uh, just a given. Yeah. So I think the next thing that happens, the next thing we see is um, Chuck, the the pilot, right from the original plane crash, mm-hmm. is trying to work himself up to start flying again. Yes. And then he's talking to a buddy of his. Who, who says, I'll fly with you, you know, and they're talking about, I think, just going up in a small like Cessna, a small two-seater
0: mm-hmm. plane
1: to kind of training wheels, get himself back to flying again. And uh, he's clearly still nervous about flying. Yeah. Uh, not sure he wants to do this. In waiting to, trying to psych himself up to go, they have a plane waiting for them mm-hmm. to, for him to go up and fly again. So in the process of, of trying to psych himself up, we see the demon smoke Again, the demon mm-hmm. smoke has now found the pilot and uh and envelops uh takes over this duck, Chuck the pilot. Yes. So these two buckle up and take this small little plane up for a ride to, you know, try to get his you know, his flying feet back under him. And forty minutes into the flight, Chuck yeah, the ma- pilot turns. Yeah, he makes to his a note body. of it and
0: says, How yeah. long has it been? Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Wow, time really does fly, doesn't it? And then, Cra- boom, smash, pow,
1: crashes the plane, killing the the both of them. Yeah. Now, on a on a, a side note, uh-huh. the um the actor who plays Chuck, the pilot, uh-huh. his name is uh, Daryl Shuttleworth. He actually um was the former president of the Canadian Virtual Airlines. The um it was a role playing simulator, um for pilots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that great? <laughs> um, I was like, that's crazy. It must have
0: been on his special skills of his resume. You, know? <laughs> right, like, you can fake flying yeah. a plane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's funny though about that going into the reality of flying a plane, these two guys are in a cockpit of, before he crashes it, um, yeah. this little Cessna plane. Have you ever flown in a no. little two seater plane? Nope. Um, they are crazy loud crazy loud. You would not be flying one of those planes with no headset. Oh. Or just the little, you know, yeah. mic single. Uh-huh. You need full coverage over your ears so that when you're speaking you can actually hear what the other person's uh-huh. saying and what the tower is saying because those planes are so loud. So I, that was again something else that took me out of the action was seeing these two guys sitting in a plane and talking to each other
0: uh-huh. with
1: only one of them on a headset. Oh, I didn't even didn't, that yeah, see, it didn't catch
0: my radar because I don't know. Was, <laughs> I've never been in one of those I, planes
1: before. Yeah, I've got too did who fly. how did Chuck
0: the Pilot Simulator guy not know this?
1: Well, maybe he maybe he did know it, and the director said, "So what? We can't no. afford." <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> to put these two costume pieces on
0: you, fair. Okay, so then after he crashes the plane, you know, <laughs> I have I've, I've written down serial killer research time because they have all of. <laughs> you know like the papers and stuff behind them like the set dressing you know of course is still part of their yeah. their MO yes
1: um but a technician guy calls Sam and Dean again mm-hmm. and interrupts them and says hey chuck my buddy the pilot who survived in an just died in a plane crash and and is that is that when Dean and Sam discover that that the the demon that says no survivors is actually now trying to kill off everybody who survived the plane crash
0: yeah it was kind of bridged between the scene of them in the hotel room doing the research and kind of figuring out that it's a demon and they say something like you know according to japanese legend there are some demons that are associated with natural disasters and things like that so this one must be uh up with the times they say and like are now mm-hmm. reverting to plane crashes instead of just like earthquakes and things like that i right. did try to look that up and see if it was true and the. I mean that would take months and months and months of research. I think <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> D- getting into Japanese folklore, right. I wasn't ready for that. But then, the, yes, when they're in the uh, the guy's office in Jason's office, then they say, "Ah, but his plane crashed exactly forty minutes in, just like the other plane did." Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, but they this is also when they they kind of define what a demon is, like versus a ghost, demon versus a ghost. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they say demons um, do evil for their own sake. It's not yeah. like a tortured soul, you know, somebody who was wronged in life becomes, mm-hmm. a, you know, a ghost. Mm-hmm. The demons literally just exist to do evil for their own
0: yeah. just because.
1: Yeah. Um, which is news to us as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And say this episode is kind of pivotal in that they're introducing demons into their storyline because spoiler alert demons become a huge huge part of many storylines that mm-hmm. you know as the seasons progress yeah but threaded they throughout yeah. yeah yeah so but especially this first chunk in the first five seasons this was definitely a, a pivotal point in that they're you know even the brothers are like we've never dealt with anything like this before we're used to just like ghosts and weird monsters and things like that we've never dealt with something as big as a demon Mm -hmm. foreshadowing foreshadowing
1: (laughs) but so in all of this discovery because it's just these next few scenes are just discovery about Mm -hmm. you know why are the planes crashing why are people dying why are demons and uh, and then going back to your numbers um, yeah. revelation that forty, uh, you know, they say when they discovered that each time these planes crashed, it's been forty minutes into the flight. Mm-hmm. What does the number forty have to do with anything? And Dean mentions it's biblical that you know the forty days and forty nights of floods equals death. The number forty equals death.
0: Yes, which is not exactly well. It's kind of true. Yes, but. Because I did look it up a little bit about the number 40.
1: <laughs> you look it up a little bit.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's just you didn't a num- do a deep dive. Okay. I didn't do it. I did a shallow dive. Okay. And there was one I, I came across. This is from Reader's Digest. And it just kind of lists off, like, the bizarre things about the number 40. And it's not all just evil. It's just 40 is kind of a recurring number all around. Huh. So the... Average length of a pregnancy is 40 weeks. Uh, 40 below is the only temperature that is the same in both Fahrenheit and Celsius. (gasps) I didn't know that. I didn't either. (laughs) 40 is the number of thieves that Alibaba clashes with in Arabian Nights. And, And here it does say... You know, 40 seems to be shorthand for a long time in religion because Jesus spent 40 days fasting, the Great Flood lasted 40 days, 40 nights, Jewish people wandered the desert for 40 years. Oh my gosh. This one is very apropos for these times. But when the bubonic plague gripped Europe during the Middle Ages, ships would be isolated in harbor for 40 days before passengers could go ashore. The Italian word for 40 is quaranta, hence (gasps) quarantine. Quarantine.
1: Well, thank God we're not actually, you know, (laughs) staying true to the word, to the definition of the word, because we think 14 days was a long time. Can you imagine? Um. I mean, granted, it's been long. It's with been almost days, a year. <laughs> but, but individuals, we'll just say individuals who actually find themselves in quote quarantine yeah. for exposure. It's 14 days and not 40 days. So yeah, hooray for that. I was going to mention um, with the the 40 minutes into each flight being like mm-hmm. that's when things go <laughs> happen. <laughs> Again, going back to I fly a lot, mm-hmm. and I am not going to be happy during the first 40 minutes of any flight at this point <laughs> you know I'll, it's just one of those now it's going to be in my head No, that's it's funny it's going to be
0: in my head so thank well, you well, Supernatural. Yeah. thanks supernatural oh
1: on a art imitates life incident uh jensen misha alexander and richard spate jr were on a plane together when one of the engines exploded and they had to emergency land. That's right. I don't know if that happened 40 minutes yeah. into their flight. Oh, my God. Uh, but I think after that,
0: Jensen said he would never fly again. Um, <laughs> I was watching, like, a Zoom thing with Misha, with, like, a bunch of the actors and stuff. And Misha was one of them, and Richard was one of them. And during the filming of one of the last few episodes of se- of season 15... Mm-hmm. It was like something momentous happened after the filming, and then they get on this plane, and it almost crashes. So it was like something that tied in with the episode. I think maybe it was Misha's last filming day. Oh. So going back to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: So now Dean and Sam have figured out that surviving passengers or surviving people from that first plane crash are now dying. Yeah. And they, they, they think they... Uh, that they find out that those are stewardess. They, I think they call everybody, right? They've got a passenger manifest and they're calling everybody uh-huh. to make sure that they're not flying anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, except they do find that the stewardess on that first flight is actually still working and flying. Mm-hmm. Flight so attendant. they, yeah,
0: uh, they call her <laughs> stewardess. <laughs> they do, and this. it kind of like pulled me back. I was it like, oh my God, you.
1: I haven't heard that
0: word in such a long time.
1: <laughs> yes, every time they said it, I was like, Flight. Yeah, flight Um, there's a couple of those isms in this because of just airport protocols nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Then I was like, really? They were able to bring holy water on the plane? I don't think so. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. Although this um, was this was after two thousand and one. Yes, it was. Hmm. So mm-hmm. somehow they snuck it on. Yep. So they they are they go to the airport
1: to try to, because they can't reach the the stewardess, uh, mm-hmm. flight attendant. Um, <laughs> so they go to the airport to try to stop her from getting on a plane and flying. Yeah. And uh, when they can't uh, find her, they decide to use the white courtesy phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen one of those before.
1: Oh, my gosh. That is such an 80s thing. I've never seen nope. one of those before. Passenger so-and-so, please pick up the white courtesy phone. I don't know if those still exist. So I'm only laughing.
0: Yeah, it might. I I don't know. Because here's in the commentary, they said this is the actual terminal that they fly out of when they're filming. When they fly in to film in Vancouver. Is it Vancouver, right? That they film in? Yeah. So this is the airport that they, that Jared and Jensen use. Oh and like gosh. the crew and stuff. So they were filming inside of this airport. That's they may so have added the phone in, you know, for a how hard is it to stick the prob- phone to? Yeah, her. exactly. But, oh, well, but I mean, the,
1: the idea of the white courtesy phone is real. Um, <laughs> I just don't, you know, the chances of them actually catching her, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, did you hear what, when she finally does, they do page her and she picks up the white courtesy phone. Yeah. And uh, did you hear what name he used when he said, Hi, this is so and so? Oh. Crap.
0: No, I didn't write it down. James Hetfield. Do you know who James Hetfield is? I don't know who who that is.
1: It's the lead singer of Metallica.
0: Oh. And also the
1: name of the snake my roommate had my senior year of college.
0: (laughs) As an aside. I feel like I should have known that. (laughs) And did you happen
1: to notice what gate she was standing at when she answered the phone? Was it, the white thir- was it 13? It was gate 13. Yeah. I was just like, I wrote down gate 13, subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But here's where we also learn that Dean is afraid to fly. Yes. <laughs> I was like, how could I not remember that? He's like, I don't Why know, I do remember you think it I either? drive everywhere. It's oh like, oh my God, oh, I yeah. never
0: even thought about that. I don't remember this revelation or this character trait at all about Dean.
1: Right. Like this, you wouldn't have kept this with you as the episodes move forward. You wouldn't be like, oh, that's right. He doesn't like the fly. Yeah. You know, it's just, he's got, you know, a sweet baby car and they drive. That's yep. what they do. Yeah. Um, how boring would the show have been if all they do <laughs> is fly plane, <laughs> fly to their destinations? <laughs> you're like this is the worst show ever yeah <laughs> it's just they're the exposition sitting next to each other on a yeah. plane while getting served <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay so they can't convince the the flight attendant to not get on the plane yeah his uh his being james hetfield does not convince her
0: mm-hmm.
1: um that she should not fly and uh so their big decision is to then get on the plane to try to find the demon, mm-hmm. um, exercise the demon uh, once they're in the air. Yep. And that's when we find out that Dean doesn't like to fly. And what's funny is that he's so hesitant
0: to, yeah, he's uh, like, to admit uh... that. You
1: know, it's like, do you, Sam says, do you have a problem? He's like, yes. Yes, I
0: do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to fly. So I had a question, though. Why was Sam so relaxed in coming up with this plan of we should just get on a plane and exercise the demon while we're on the plane and he doesn't have he doesn't seem to have a problem with this whereas dean has several problems with it he's just he just seems a little too relaxed i mean later we hear him say you have to be relaxed or else the demon can actually yeah find you and possess you because you're in such a turmoil state yeah
0: sam lays down the law later with dean he's just like you need to calm calm down You need to stop or the demon's going to get inside of you. I don't know. I just felt like, you know, Sam is just fine with flying and he's just like, yeah, okay, this is the next step that we need to do, you know? And he, he seems so relaxed maybe compared to Dean who's throwing a fit about getting on a plane.
1: Well, but I, mean, I guess my question is like, why is he so getting on a plane? You have a 50 50 chance at this point that the demon is going to crash this plane.
0: Mm, oh, I see. I see. And
1: so they're getting on a plane that's that about if to they crash. fail to find and, you know, exercise this demon, it's going to crash. Right. Because the demon is killing off all survivors. I see. And this flight attendant is now on that plane. So that's that's where I was like,
0: why is he so relaxed? But
1: maybe he's just a cool cucumber.
0: He could be. He could he be. Could and he knows be. that this is the thing that he needs to do. Because if he doesn't, then, you know, dozens of people are going to die in a <laughs> I crash. <did>
1: <laughs> right, I, right. I did write, ah, you're open to demonic possession if you're not calm. Now, So I answered my own question yeah. in my notes. <laughs> 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 ah, okay. So they get on the plane mm-hmm. <laughs> and they take off. And they now know that they only have 40 minutes to... Find and exercise this demon. Now, do they? They at this point don't know where it is. They think it's possibly in the stewardess, right?
0: Yes, yes. Because then Dean goes back there, and they're doing a couple little tricks to try and draw the demon out. Mm-hmm. You know, one idea, so now it's like let's splash holy water on her. It's like no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> and the other one is uh, the demon will. F- I think the words were flinch at the flinch. name of God or the mention mm-hmm. of God. So yep. they use the Latin word. Christo.
1: I do think it's funny though that Sam's like and don't forget it's Christo and Dean's like mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. <laughs> you know, even though he's clearly having issues about being yes. on a plane and he is
0: acting quite flibberty-jibberty. Mm, yes. So they run all these tests on the flight attendant. Um I, oh my god. Amanda, was that the Amanda. character's name? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing and then and <laughs> she doesn't uh, respond. Yeah. No, she's like, "Okay, you weirdo." She's actually
1: afraid to fly as well, which yes. is what Dean learns. Uh, but she's also so incredibly calm and self-possessed about it that he's like there's no way any demon is ever going to
0: (laughs) possess her yeah so then there's a cheap jump shot i thought (laughs) where dean was walking down the aisle and then sam like grabs him on the shoulder real quick i did i jumped a little bit i was just like (laughs) and he's like no that was it that was cheap cheap. a cheap jump shot yeah dean's like don't don't do that they figure out it's not
1: the stewardess but they need to talk to the stewardess to figure out who it is
0: how do they figure out that it's the pilot
1: yeah or the co-pilot or whatever yeah did they see him like do they see his eyes like he's coming out of the bathroom and they just happen to see his eyes and then say "Cristo," and he responds
0: no they don't see his eyes until he says "Cristo." I can't eyes. I can't remember why they suspect him hmm oh he's got the EMF holder in his hand <gasps>
1: That's right. That's why Thank he's you. he's
0: walking Thank down you. the aisle with the EMF old, looking uh, for thing. the demon. Yes, okay. and then it gets stronger once the co-pilot when comes the pilot out, comes of, out the of the room. bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and then he says, "Cristo, yeah. got it.
0: Yep. Yeah. got it." And
1: they're like, "Ooh, that's Shit. the guy." Yep. So they, um, in trying to formulate a plan, they they run back to the flight attendant to see if there's anything she can do to entice the pilot back to them so that they can. Exercise this demon. Yes, and what I love is they're obviously they're rushed because they have less than forty minutes now to yeah. uh, exercise this demon. They say to the stewardess, "We don't have time for the truth is out there moment." Yeah. <laughs> and how I, I literally put my hands in the air and I was like, "Yes!" And you know that's just that is flat out X Files. So yeah. I just want to you know that was the poster. The truth is out. That, <laughs> yeah. was, that was Mulder that so that was all x files all right there mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. thank you for that a note about the uh the actress did you um didn't did you rec- look her up at all i didn't
0: i have i only look them up if i recognize them i did not recognize her
1: i recognize her again as i thought she was you know a character actress so i just wanted to see you know what else i had seen her in uh you know ncis um uh, the Bates Motel, Punisher, Drop Dead Diva. I think I, I recognized her from, um, like NCIS. She just has one of those like classically pretty faces. Yeah. Um, she is an Academy Award winning producer.
0: Oh, fantastic.
1: Right. Yeah. She and her husband, I think, um, won an Academy Award for, um, a short was a best live action short called Skin. It won yeah. a couple of awards before it, um, made it into uh, the Academy Awards, but it won for Best ac- best Live Action Short. So, I mean. Very cool. She's What's a her... producer. What's hmm? her name? Uh, Jamie Ray Newman. I mean, she's massively talented, and I thought she did a great job. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, As, as a likable flight attendant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, who is not possessed by a demon.
0: No, but watches someone who is, gets exercised, doesn't understand, and doesn't know what the hell is actually going on, right? That would be terrifying. I think he'd <laughs> be like, "Okay, I'm gonna bring the, I'm gonna bring you the guy back you here going to talk." You and said then you just they want to talk to him, and then they throw him down on the ground, start shouting in Latin. They tape his mouth and he's, shut, and he's burning, you know, from water. You know, it's just, I would be terrified. Yes.
1: But she does do the right thing and lets them do their work, which is not always the case. There's always somebody who will interfere with the good work of of, of heroes because they don't understand. Um, but she did not, she let them do it. So while this is happening, you know, there's a tur, I mean, they're they're exercising this demon. They've grabbed the pilot, they've taped his mouth shut, they're pouring water on him or holy water on him, they're they're speaking Latin, the exorcism. Mm-hmm. Um does the plane start to crash? And if so, why is it windy now? Like suddenly things are blowing around, blowing away, like inside the plane, like um, in all this commotion, uh, the um, the dad's journal gets like knocked out of the way because they were using it to read the exorcism from yeah. And in all this commotion, it gets knocked down the aisle and kicked under somebody's seat. So as Sam is running down the aisle to try to get his hands back on the uh, the journal, I mean, like, chaos in the, you know, in the cabin. Wind blowing, you know, lava falling.
0: Well, that's when they're describing, like, how to do exorcisms earlier in the episode. They do mention, at one point, it becomes at its most powerful and then no longer needs a host to cause trouble. So, it's like, right towards the end of the exorcism is when the demon is kind of at its uh worst so to speak so it's no longer in the body it's It's no longer in the body yeah it's possessed the plane itself yes it's just kind of out there doing its thing okay
1: so on a side funny note during Mm -hmm. all of this chaos when Mm -hmm. sam is trying to get his hands back on the journal dean is pressed up against the side of the plane terrified yes <laughs> he is absolutely frozen with horror and terror and he's just like look on his face he's just like <gasps> and it's that comical i'm scared face yeah yeah. you know he's done with the exorcism but now he is terrified of dying uh-huh. in this plane uh-huh. which i was like dean terrified is kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so thank you for explaining that to me because I was like, "Why is it windy?" <laughs> I was like, was, "Did someone open a window?" What's going on? Okay, but it was the demon possessing the plane and making it chaotic and making it. So yes, that yes, it's Sam it's basically fully complete the exorcism.
0: Yes, yes, it was basically it's his last chance to crash the plane, to crash the plane and not be exorcised and and not go back to hell. I get it. I'm ah. there. Thank you, Sammy.
1: You are welcome. <laughs> thank you, because I was that was a big question for me. <laughs> so my last question is why did the demon choose the pilot in the first place this pilot because if it's open to if it possesses people who are open to being possessed meaning Mm -hmm. you know they're they're disquieted Mm -hmm. they're something upset like I wonder if there was a part of a story we didn't know about this pilot that like cut for timing or something because because at the end when everyone is getting off the plane and you know The guy's being interviewed by paramedics. He's like, I don't remember even getting on the plane. Right. I remember being here in the terminal. That's the last thing I remember. So he was there to fly a plane. Right. Um, So he wasn't showing any, um, you know, just quiet about what his job was. So that was my question is, why did the demon choose Choose the pilot? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, and I don't think it's important, but going with the storyline of it possessing people who have you know, issues.
0: You're right. I don't know. And, you know, there were some deleted scenes in this episode that I did not watch. Maybe it's in there or maybe this was, it was just a convenient person to, to possess. Sure.
1: It was it was a person, a figure of authority.
0: It'd be hard to get him to the back of the plane. I know, maybe yeah. maybe as a, as a character backstory, maybe he was just having a bad day at home. Bad day. Like maybe he had a fight <laughs> with somebody on the phone yeah, before. Maybe. You know,
1: he had a fight on the white courtesy phone before. Um, maybe.
0: Maybe boarded the plane
1: okay so the
0: plane lands (laughs) the the plane lands but also i want to make a note that the demon knew about jessica when they're exercising (gasps) him and he's going like psychotic you know and crazy that's right you know then he like brings up jessica he's
1: like i saw your girlfriend die
0: yeah tortured and yeah which was that was would be creepy you know yeah think oh my god this evil thing that i'm trying to kill Knows. knows something mm-hmm.
1: is that maybe that's why Sam stopped in mid exorcism because he was like oh I need I would to ask
0: so yeah, yeah. He's and like, then that's yeah.
1: that's when he lost control that's yeah. when like the, the the journal got kicked and aha uh-huh. uh-huh. mm-hmm. so I think a, a part of him wanted to not fully exorcise the demon because it would have known about Jess
0: right oh sorry I wanted to mention something from the commentary but during the Latin exorcism scene Jared had a latin coach because he wanted to take it really seriously and like Mm -hmm. say it the correct way and say the correct words but he's also just like do i just look like an idiot doing this to the to the director i would probably feel that way you know if i were an actor standing over somebody and just screaming latin words words that don't yeah and of course on set there's no music behind you there's like all of those things get added later to really spice it up but there on set you're just standing above somebody going Porita cristo you know or whatever the words are
1: <laughs> right right well especially latin which is a dead language and nobody mm-hmm. knows how to truly speak it anyway yeah you know it's like yeah i get that you want it to be real but but how you can't have somebody be like no 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 put the emphasis on this word you know yeah. on, on this instead of that because we don't
0: know yeah it's dead but i just appreciated that he had a coach mm-hmm. and and get it right so that's
1: that's awesome. Unlike some shows where even a dialect is so horribly mangled. It's like, <laughs> oh, stop. Yes. <laughs> if you're not going to hire an Irish actor to do Irish dialogue, I know. don't have Americans do <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, Oh, that's interesting. Was there anything else on the um,
0: other than, than them ribbing on each <laughs> other? You know, yeah, there was Jensen was so generous with his compliments to all of the production staff and it was really touching you know he would always be like man i just really gotta give it up for like these camera guys and the and the crew and the special effects and and he kind of like went on about like two or three little um c- <laughs> complimentary rants not rants but you know like <laughs> little tangents yeah tangents yeah exactly you know just being like man i it, Bobby uh, Robert Singer, the director, got you know they're just they loved him and they were talking about what a great job he does and his style and that was just it was nice it was nice to for an actor to thank the sometimes thankless parts Mm -hmm. of the of the job Yeah.
1: yeah acknowledge the that there are other people on the other side of the camera you know who who's without them the show doesn't happen yeah you know everybody plays a part and it's not just all about the people in front and the people behind the camera affect the performance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you have to trust your your colleagues and your team and, you know, trust that you screaming Latin over somebody mm, yeah. may feel ridiculous in the moment, uh-huh. but when put together with all the other uh, elements mm-hmm. that it becomes you know, an artistic vision and a scene that people want to watch and that it, that's great. You don't hear that enough. You really don't. Right. Although at the same time, you know, there's people in the theater world who always say, you know, why don't you as a stage manager, like take a bow, you work so hard, you know, the show doesn't happen without you. It's like, yeah, but we knew that going into it, you Mm. know, we, we're not here for the bow, you know, the audience doesn't need to see us. Mm. Um, and and it's not that we don't matter to the audience because they obviously know that there's people quote behind the scenes mm-hmm. but that's not why we do the job we do which is p- the same thing i'm sure in the film world which is they're not there for the accolades they're there yeah. for the project they're there for the completion yeah. um of the event mm-hmm.
0: so so that was nice and other than that it was just jokes jokes all around i like jokes all around no it was very funny but <laughs> and i like i like um getting to know their personalities as Jensen and Jared versus mm-hmm. Sam and Dean. Yeah. But I, th- I think I've mentioned this to you before. I actually find commentaries by the actors less interesting. <laughs> unless right. uh, Unless there's like a writer or or the director with them, or if it's mm-hmm. just the writer or director, because then you really get to know like what actually went into the making of whatever right. that scene was, or the story, or what have you, mm-hmm. and the actors are fun and funny, but I don't know if I would say they provided any insightful <laughs> insight into the into the show, <laughs> except yeah. for the the Jared slicing his thumb open story. Oh you know, gosh. there are little stories like that, like acting stories, which I also find funny and interesting, having been someone who's. You know, I mean, it's been a long time since I've acted, but but no, you do ha- you have those stories, too, which are fun. I, I do love
1: – I love all behind-the-scenes stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love it when the things happen correctly. I love to hear when things didn't quite work out as uh-huh. long as it works out uh, – it doesn't work out in a funny way and not in a I-sliced-my-thumb-off kind of way. It, it's nice to hear the process. Yes. Everything.
0: Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly, the funny – the dramatic. Yeah, I agree. Back to the episode. We're almost done. Okay. So the plane lands. Uh, the medics are talking to everybody who's surviving. <laughs> Amanda, the flight attendant, gives, like, a little thank you to the boys. And then that's, that's that as far as the crash.
1: Yep. There's no, there's no girlfriend interaction there. There is no. No. She doesn't become a, a Dean and Sam groupie. There's right. no kiss. There's no... no
0: just a just a see you later. Bye. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then they're walking back to Yeah, they're yeah, and the so towards the end of the episode, they're walking back to their car with Jason or Jerry? Jerry Panowski. And then they're like asking him questions about their dad. It's like, oh so when did you speak to him? And he says, Oh, I didn't. I just got his voice message to said to call you. And then he leaves. And then they <laughs> sit on the car and they're confused and they're I would say hurt you know because like especially after once they call their dad's number which fun fact 785 is actually a kansas area code and i had a phone number with the area code 785 oh my gosh so that was like kansas (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true yes the 555 obviously was not right
1: anything but but uh, the the jerry character says um i called you guys because when i first tried to reach your dad his message said on his phone to call you, right, which
0: um, I guess they they haven't really called their dad in a while, or because maybe they
1: did try his number, it doesn't work
0: right. So then now uh, they do, and they hear call my son Dean at blah 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 blah. And so this i I saw in in Sam's face at least kind of like a hint of betrayal almost. It's like if their dad is alive and fine. You know, change and, the
1: message. Yeah,
0: he took the time yep. to change the message, but not the time to call them and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm alive. alive."
1: Yep, yep. So we're leading. We're we're figuring out that you know, Dad is. There's something wrong. There's something up. There's something wrong,
0: mm-hmm. and not
1: as in, uh, like, oh, he's in trouble. It's there's there's Dad isn't being a dad. Yeah, he's not being a good guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's some something fishy going on here. Yes fishy um but good point i um
1: i may have missed the, the subtlety of of sam's reaction i do remember thinking so they were both shocked that this is a new message this is a yeah. new outgoing message and not only is it a new message but it's dad handing off the family business mm-hmm. to dean yeah saying i can't help you but my son can and it's, yeah. the, it's not just them thinking that that's what's happening it's him clearly oh, yeah. making them shoulder now yeah, all responsibility. It's absolutely confirmation.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we end the episode with the baby driving into the sunset.
1: Yes, we still don't know that it's baby. I mean, we know it's the car, but he yeah. hasn't, the Impala. baby hasn't mm-hmm. been named right. baby yet, but we still love it. Mm-hmm. And it still has the uh, the sharp and pointy door locks. <laughs> that car, those boys in that car, Oh, it's it. Uh, again, would be completely different if they were getting on a plane and flying off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going back home, watching them like recline their seat back, fasten their seat belt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so. We decided last time we were gonna do or try like a little twitter recap a recap of our <laughs> recap <laughs> <laughs> and because, i did it s- last oh time my
1: oh my gosh okay so this is the how many characters 144 that's what we're allowed
0: oh no it's like 60, 280 maybe i don't know
1: okay so if i made this a run-on sentence like with no spaces after a period, I think I might be able to make it. But here is my um, my Twitter version of a description of this episode. Okay. Uh, what is it? The something traveler? the Phantom, Phantom traveler. Phantom. I was like the uneasy traveler. <laughs> the queasy traveler. <laughs> uh, Phantom traveler. A poltergeist victim, airplane technician, reaches out for Sam and Dean's help when a plane piloted by a friend crashes. He hears EVP on the cockpit voice recorder. Afraid to fly, Dean can still exercise a demon on a plane to save a stewardess who survived the first plane crash. Very nice. That was my shortened one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my completely abbreviated. And that made it under the under the limit. So Okay, great. Let me it see if good. I can find just for you. I did save the other one, um, the one that I, that is incorrect. Uh, this is the one that oh, was the on, on, on Netflix. The, yeah, yeah, this is the descriptor. Oh, okay. A, a friend of Dean's calls him up when a plane crashes under mysterious circumstances. Dean and Sam soon discover a flight attendant who is on the plane, but do not realize her full connection to the crash until they are on board another flight with her,
0: which is Yeah, home. yeah, that's wrong.
1: They get on the plane because of her.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Netflix, what are you doing?
1: Right? And they say he's a friend of Dean's. He's really not. I mean, Dean did do a job with him, but they know him through their dad. Yeah. So, but yeah, when I got to the end of it, I was like, well, that's not right. Right. (laughs) I think they realize the connection before they get on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. So I win. (laughs) Yay. Description's better.
0: (laughs) All right, everyone. So that's going to wrap up our... Uh, rewatch of episode four phantom traveler uh thank you for tuning in please subscribe if you are not already um you also have some social media channels up um at salt and burn this pod for instagram and at salt and burn this on twitter because i could not fit the pod on the twitter handle <laughs> too many characters <laughs> oh, couldn't fit from. the pod That's couldn't right. fit the pod it's fine. So thank you, and please join us next week for Bloody Mary. I think it's Bloody Mary, isn't it? It is Bloody Mary. Oh, my God. And that's going to scare the crap out of me. It is. That was one of the only urban legends of my childhood that really –
1: I can't wait to hear how this episode affects you. Oh, God. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Salt and Burn This. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.